0: Hello, I'm Nicole Clark, speech-language pathologist and Vice President of Compliance Education for Health Pro Heritage. You're listening to the Compliance Connection Podcast, your connection to information and strategies that will help you, the clinician, keep up with industry guidelines and requirements. The word compliance often comes with some level of anxiety. We're here to ease that anxiety by providing you with information about all aspects of your clinical practice that will help you provide the best possible service to your patients. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to our summer series for home and community-based services on practical application of common obstacles that we see in the field. My name is Carrie O'Gello, and I'm one of the regional vice presidents here at Health Pro Heritage at Home. I have the pleasure of being your host today as we kick off this podcast series on value-based care. In this podcast, we will be focusing on the topic of managing managed care. In the first section, we'll be setting the background and setting the stage. As we begin, let's discuss what is managed care and why does it exist? You may have heard the phrase silver tsunami, referring to the demographic trends projecting an unprecedented growth in the aging population in the coming years. According to the US Census Bureau, for the first time in US history, the number of older adults age 65 plus is projected to outnumber children by 2034 at over 77 million elderly people. By just 2030, one in five people will be over the age of 65. The U.S. Social Security Administration admits that it will face financial challenges in the future. Declining birth rates, increased life expectancy, and a declining worker to beneficiary ratio are all factors contributing to limited resources for Medicare funding for eligible beneficiaries aged 65 and older. Did you know that CMS, which stands for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, is the single largest payer for health care in the U.S.? Facing the dilemma of limited resources and a growing elderly population, managed care plans, known as Medicare Advantage plans for Medicare-eligible beneficiaries, have proliferated to attempt to provide a solution. According to the Better Medicare Alliance, Medicare Advantage has more than 30 million beneficiaries, or over 45% of the Medicare population. This is expected to jump in just two years to over 50% of total Medicare enrollment. So what is Managed Care? According to CMS, Managed Care is a healthcare delivery system organized to manage cost, utilization, and quality. The direction of the healthcare delivery model is more and more Managed Care. Managed care organizations are entities that serve Medicare or Medicaid beneficiaries on a risk basis through a network of affiliated providers that furnish care through a network of providers under a fixed budget and manage costs. These can include groups such as HMOs, health maintenance organizations, PPOs, preferred provider plans, and SNPs, special needs programs. Are you familiar with the Managed Care and or Medicare Advantage payers in your area? They may be administered through private insurance companies such as United Healthcare, Humana, Cigna, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Aetna. WellMed is a good example. It is helpful that you familiarize yourself with common Managed Care and Medicare Advantage plans active in your area. So what should we keep in mind when preparing for a managed care, such as a Medicare Advantage referral? Your office team is a great resource and can share some of these helpful tips with you. In Section 2, we will discuss considerations for managing a managed care Medicare Advantage referral. When a referral is received, our intake referrals team will enter the insurance type into your Market Hub and in the documentation EMR if that is a separate system. For those markets that use TherapySync as the hub, you can view the insurance type when you view the referral from your My Referrals inbox. You can also view this information in the patient's chart. Please note that the insurance type listed may just say Medicare or Insurance Auth, and then the comments may further specify the Medicare Advantage name. For example, Secure Horizons. When viewing this information, please pay special attention to the following the number of visits authorized, the discipline, whether PT, OT, ST, or et cetera, whether assistants are allowed or permitted to treat by this insurance, the effective dates, including the start date of auth and the through or ending date of auth. Please note, this may not match the 30-day periods within the 60-day certification episode. In TherapySync, we can block out days on the calendar in which there is no further auth, as well as place blocks to prevent scheduling more than the authorized number of visits from being plotted on the schedule. Please reach out to your director for additional resources on how to view the insurance type on referrals for your market, if you are unsure where to view this information in the electronic medical record. In this next section, section three, we will review some clinical considerations for managing managed care. Keeping in mind the managed care goals of program cost containment and improving patient outcomes, let's review some practical applications for clinicians in the field. The focus of utilization is efficient care delivery while achieving optimal outcomes. Just like with PDGM and traditional Medicare, Therapy utilization is on maximizing outcomes with the fewest number of visits needed and with little to no missed visits. As an evaluator, you may notice that the referral says, auth for eval only, then recommend or request additional auth. Here are some things to consider when developing a plan of care under managed care, including these items. First, keep weekly and monthly timeframes in mind. For monthly timeframes, write the plan of care for 30 days at a time, or in keeping within the authorization end date. For weekly timeframes, if the evaluation was done on Thursday of the week, you may want to avoid writing the plan of care for 2W1 the first week, as the second visit will likely be a missed visit due to pending auth. Of course, patient diagnosis and clinical needs should drive the development of the plan of care recommendations. Second, timeliness of documentation is vital. Complete notes within 24 hours for timely insurance auth submission requests and to minimize missed visits due to pending insurance auth delays. Some insurers require a review of each visit note prior to granting auth for the next visit. Third, document verbal orders appropriately. We'll next move on to some helpful tips for all therapists to promote quality outcomes. First, front-load visits to allow room in your schedule for late-in-the-week auth to minimize missed visits. Second, contact the patient within a day or two after the initial evaluation is done and while waiting for auth. Introduce yourself to the patient and let them know that you will call back to confirm scheduling once insurance auth is obtained. This helps to reduce the complaints from patients to their home health agency office that they haven't heard from the therapist yet. Then call back to confirm scheduling once insurance off is received. Third, if the documentation EMR is home care home point care, remember to sync daily and often to check for any new visits assigned on your schedule. Fourth, if the EMR allows you as a therapist to move the visit to the correct date that you actually plan to see the patient and have actually scheduled with them, then update your schedule accordingly in the EMR in advance. Fifth and final tip, maximize the time in the home. Remember, discharge planning starts from the very first visit. Have a specific goal in mind for every visit that you want to accomplish and achieve for that visit, and then tie that goal to a specific functional outcome. Thank you for joining us for this podcast on managing managed care. We hope that this podcast increased your knowledge of managed care. Ultimately, we hope that you can take these tips and apply them immediately in the field to improve quality, efficient care delivery, and help our patients achieve optimal functional outcomes in the home. Stay tuned to the next podcast where Brandon discusses therapy utilization and quality over quantity. Thank you.